What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all stay safe. I hope y'all take care of yourselves. I hope y'all doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. So last week we talked about habits that have completely changed my mind. And if you missed that episode, here's the quick TLDR. These are the five habits that have completely changed my life. One was getting rest slash sleeping. The other one was starting my day with prayer and studying the Bible. The third one was turning off notifications on my phone, except for text messages and phone calls or important notifications, turning off all the, uh, turning off all my social media notifications because those were just too distracting. The fourth one was working out slash eating the right types of food. And then the fifth one was not putting things off. As somebody once told me, why put off what can be done today till tomorrow? Tomorrow has its own troubles. And in each one of those habits, I talked through it, but I didn't specify how I was able to develop those habits. And so today I'm going to be talking about how to create habits, especially as a lot of us have different goals that we want to accomplish in this year, whether it's resolutions, whether it, whatever it is, there's things that we want to accomplish, whether it's saving more money, paying off our debts, getting healthy, all these different things that we want to accomplish this year for a lot of it is going to require us to have new habits. And so I wanted to share a, a framework, a, a framework that I have, I'm still working through it, but I think it's like the general framework of how habits are created. Some of these things I did unknowingly. Some of these things I didn't even realize I was doing. I just kind of naturally gravitated to it because that was the solution. And I've been studying, uh, there was a book I read called the tiny habits. There's another book, atomic habits by James Clare. It's a really popular book. I haven't read that one yet, but I think generally from when I've heard James Claire give interviews, some of the things he talked about in that book was something that I was implementing in my life without even realizing that I had implemented those things. So this is going to be kind of, we're kind of doing an experiment together. I'm going to share these, um, these ideas of how to form new habits. And I'm going to need you all to test it out for yourself as well, because I may just be an anomaly. You know, it's like one person can just do something because they're special. But if more people can do the exact same thing and they're getting the exact same result or better results, then it means that this thing actually works. So you guys listening and you guys watching on YouTube and everything like, yo, let me know. Does Let me know if this ends up working for you. Of course, we have to like give it the entire year if you put this into practice to see did you get the results or where you moving in the right direction that you wanted to be moving in when it came to these habits. So there are three main things or three main ingredients or three main parts that go into forming new habits. And those three parts, I believe, is one, motivation, two, discipline, and then three, environment. Motivation, discipline, environment. Motivation, discipline, and environment. And so we'll just start right here with the first one. The first one is motivation. Motivation is your why. Motivation is the reason that you want to get started with that thing. So as you guys know, one of my favorite books is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I love him as a speaker. I love just the way he presents information. And one of the things he always talks about is starting with why. The way you get to where you want to get to is thinking about why do I want to get to this location? What is the reason that I am starting this thing? And usually if we understand the reason we are starting something, if we understand or if we can give a reason for it, it becomes a bit more powerful for us to stay on that journey. And usually we get motivated when we understand what our why 
is motivation when we are listening to speakers when we go somewhere, we see somebody being able to accomplish something that we want to accomplish as well. It motivates us. It becomes a why. It is so important when we get motivated, we write it down. We write it down. You write down what, why exactly you want to accomplish this thing because then you can return to it. For example, if you want to lose weight, it's different if somebody's like, oh, I just kind of want to lose weight. You know, I just feel like I'm a little bit bigger and I just want to lose weight. That's one person. Another person can go to the doctor, can be in the doctor's office, sitting down with a doctor, and the doctor looks at him dead in his face and says, yo, if you don't lose weight, your heart cannot handle what is happening with your body. That's a different thing. That's a complete, all of a sudden, your why changes to, okay, yeah, I just kind of want to lose weight because I just want to look a little cuter. Or not even, no, because just, I just think I need to lose weight. That's one person. The other person is, if I don't lose weight, will I be here for my family? If I don't lose weight, I won't be able to provide for my family. If I don't lose, like, all of a sudden, it's a two, it's two completely different perspectives. The why of one person will more than likely charge them up and get them going and say, yo, what, a, what do I need to do? What do I need to do right now? And so they'll build in new habits, but it started off with the why. The same way when it comes to our money. It's one thing uh, for a lot of us, we have to hit rock bottom before we begin to make changes, right? That's, that's how we are. So for one person, it's like, oh, I probably should save some money, but you know what? Life is still going on. I don't really have much problems right now. I'm not in threat of getting laid off or anything. I don't have too many negative emergencies or anything like that. So it's like, eh, it's whatever. I should do it, but it's whatever. Versus somebody who hits rock bottom. And by rock bottom, I mean they're heavy in debt. There is a threat of them being fired at work. We have all the fears of a recession going on everywhere. They're scared as to how will I move forward if I lose my job. The motivation is different. All of a sudden, the why of one person is going to get them charged all the way up to say, you know what? Let me save some more money. Let me make sure that I'm taking the skill sets that I need to make myself more marketable in the market. Let me make sure that I'm doing all the things. Let me make that budget that people are always telling me to make. Let me make sure I'm tracking my expenses. Let me make sure I'm paying attention to how I'm spending my money. The motivation is completely different. And this is why we start with the why. This is why we start with the why. Because when you flesh out the why of what you want to accomplish, it changes you. It gets you going. It changes how you think about different situations. And it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. For example, if you're trying to save money because you want to go on a vacation and you want to enjoy yourself in Portugal on the whatever in Portugal and you just want to go out there, eat the food, be part of that culture, all that good stuff, great. Write it down. Be like, I am saving money to travel so I can go to Portugal and enjoy the culture. And then you write down like, what is the foods and the foods that you want to eat when you're there, the sites that you want to see while you're there. All of these things that you're writing down, as you write it down, it helps you develop the motivation. It gets you excited, ecstatic to push for it. It's the same way if you're saving for a wedding. All of a sudden, it's like, yes, I am saving this money. I'm making these sacrifices because I know I want to get to this end destination of having the wedding that I want. Or if you want to buy a new car, you say, yo, this car that I have right now is, all, is about to break down. So I am sacrificing all of these other things because I want to save to make sure that I get the car that I want. Or all of these different things, you write it down, you start with your why. But here's the thing. Motivation gets you started. 
but discipline keeps you going. Motivation gets you started, but discipline keeps you going. You see, the problem for most of us is not the motivation piece. We regularly get motivated. We listen to Tony Robbins. We watch YouTube. We see these little clips on Instagram, motivational, inspirational people. EA, we listen to EA, the poet guy. We listen to so many different people and we get all excited, right? Like we get excited listening to all of these dudes. They motivate us. They charge us up. We feel like, yes, I can do this. I can do this. The problem is your motivation will not keep you going. Motivation is like taking a hit of, it's like getting a sugar rush. It's like getting a sugar high or drinking caffeine. It will boost you. You will get excited for a little bit, but you always come back down to the regular day. You always come back down to everything. Life will come back to normal. There will be the distractions. There will be all the things that will be pressing on you, pulling on you from the left, from the right, from the front, from the back, everything. Real life will still come back to you. And then this is where discipline comes into place. And by discipline, I mean consistency. Consistency. Yo, if I'm working out or if I'm trying to get healthy, it doesn't come about by me going to the gym a little bit here, a little bit there. Maybe I'll go next week. Maybe I went yesterday. No, no, no. It doesn't come like that. To be healthy, it's something you have to do every day. Like every day you have to do it. Or at least, maybe not even every day. You have to do it on a consistent basis of what you set. So if you say to yourself, I'm going to be in the gym at least three days a week. You go in the gym at least three days a week. If you say to yourself, I'm going to stop eating these food items, you stop eating those food items. You determine and determine for yourself what are the things that I need in order to get to my destination. Discipline is the way you reach your goal. Motivation just gets you started. It's good to have that why because it's good to have that thing that reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing. But discipline and consistency is what's going to get you to the end destination. For example, when it comes to investing, most people believe when it comes to investing, I just need to find the magical investment that will 100x and then boom, I'm going to be rich. But in reality, for most people, investing is not about the one-time investment you make. It's about the consistent investment you make month over month, year over year, quarter over quarter, week over week. And then you consistently put money to it. You consistently put money into your Roth IRA. You consistently put money into your 401k. You consistently put money into the index funds that you own. You just consistently do all of these things. That's how you become wealthy. You stay away consistently from bad debts. You stay away from glorified things that we see on Twitter where they're like, yo, you need to buy NFTs. You need to buy this. You need to buy that. No. Like, there's a lot of people that lost a whole lot of money over the last two years because they jumped into crypto, jumped into NFTs, jumped into SPACs, jumped into commodities, jumped into so many different things. Why? They were not disciplined. They were not disciplined. Discipline is what will keep you going. Consistency and discipline is what will get you to your end destination. Building in the discipline into your life to say, ah, I don't feel like doing it today, but because I know where I'm trying to get to, I got to get there. Discipline is key. I was reading Proverbs and over and over and over and over again, Proverbs talks about the disciplined man is a wise man. The one who learns to say no, the one who understand what he should be doing and what he shouldn't be doing. Discipline. Being disciplined is key to get into your end destination. 
Discipline is how you're able to reach your goals. It's not just by you getting motivated, getting excited, celebrating with your friends, and then boom, you get there. No, it is the discipline to learn when to say no, when to say yes, how to say no, how to say yes, and putting all these things together. But then the last piece of this is one that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. You see, discipline is good, but we don't always have the willpower. We don't always have the willpower. Willpower is not enough to get you to your goals. And a lot of us rely on our willpower far too often, far too often. We rely on our ability to tell ourselves no. We rely on our ability to, to just like, yes, I can, I can do this. I can brace myself for this. I can, I, can, I can handle it. And this is where the third point comes in. The environment you create will determine your outcome. The environment you create will determine your outcome. There's always this debate of nature versus nurture, like how are children going to grow up? Is it just their, their nature that they come out with? Or is it the way that they get nurtured, the environment they get nurtured in? I think it's both. I believe it's both. The nature you have is the nature you have, whatever. But the environment you are in can either enable you to put certain, certain negative things down or it highlights those negative things. Let's just do a story time a little bit. Let's say it's Friday night. Your friends ask you, hey, man, we about to hit up the club tonight. And it's like five o'clock. You're about to go to the gym. And you're like, mm, should I go? I should probably go to the gym. But you know what? I want to have fun. So what do we do? We go out with our friends. Then we go out. We stay out super late. Saturday morning, we wake up all groggy like, like, uh, and our friends hit up us again like, yo, brunch time. Let's go. You go out to brunch the next day. You're all groggy. You guys stay out. You watch the games, all of this stuff. By the time you get home, it's super late. Sunday morning, you got to get ready for church. Maybe you go to church or actually maybe you don't even go to church because you can't, you were out late. You wake up, you're lazy about, you're tired, you're exhausted. Somebody hits you up. Yo, man, you want to hit up this party real quick? You go to a party. You do all of this stuff. You think on Monday morning when you wake up, are you going to have the energy to say, oh, yes, I'm going to the gym? After all the excitement you've had throughout the weekend, do you really think that on Monday, when you go to work, after a full day of work, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to the gym? No, you're not. You're tired. You've been out all weekend. You've been doing all the things. You're not going to want the last thing in your mind is going to be like, oh, yeah, let me go to the gym. So guess what we usually do? After all of that happened, we go to work, we come home, we turn on Netflix, and we sit on the couch. We sit on the couch. And so it just spirals from there. It just spirals from there. Because we rely on our willpower way too much. Our willpower is not how you get to your goal. You build systems. You build an environment that will enable you reach for your goal. You have to remove those things that can possibly cause you to fail because no matter how strong your willpower is, there will be days where you don't feel like doing it. There will be days where you don't want to do it. For example, if you go back to the example of going to work out, there are days I don't want to go in the gym, but the thing that enables me to be able to go to the gym is the fact that I don't see my foot in the house. Like right after work, I literally get to my car, put on my workout shoes, and drive straight to the gym. I don't come home. 
I don't, because I know I don't have the willpower of walking in my house, looking around everything and being like, mm -mm, I'm now going to go to the gym. No, I'm going to be like, ah, it feels so good to be home. I'm comfortable. And then I'm going to stay there. So do not rely on your willpower to be the thing that you think will enable you get to the destination that you want to. Create the environment. I talked about it last time of using social media to your environment. If there's something you want to accomplish, curate your social media feed to show it up all the time. Search in your social media search box, finance, if you're trying to get better with your money. So you're always getting tips about finances. Start following pages that actually enable you to be better with your finances rather than following cool pages that show you the next hot spot in Atlanta, the next what like. When you follow those pages, don't be surprised when you always look in your bank account and it's on E. Why is it on E? Because you see it all the time. And guess what? When we see something, we want it. We want it. We want to be a part of it. I'm always shocked when people are like, I don't understand. I'd be doing all this stuff, but I just, I just be spending all my money. I'm like, let me see your Instagram feed. Let me, let me just see what you'd be looking at. Oh, the next restaurant. The next stop uh, bar to eat at. The next this. The next best clothes. The next that. Like, if that is what's in your feed, that is what you're going to do. It's not surprising. It is not, it's not rocket science. What you feed on is what is going to be that, is what's going to come out. What we're feeding on, what we're eating is how we're going to be. If all the time when we're on social media, we are feeding on how to spend our money, don't be surprised. When you're always broke, it's not, it's not, it's very connected. This is why I'm so big on curating, whether it's Instagram, whether it's YouTube, whether it's TikTok, whatever it is, curate it. Make it be a strength, not a weakness for you. Make it help you develop better habits, not be more weak. When it comes to your home, your home should be your sanctuary to enable you reach your goals. It should be a sanctuary. You should have areas in your home that is a safe space. For me, I've said it before, in my house, I don't have snacks. I don't have random snacks. A lot of what I have is fruits because I know myself. I have a very sweet tooth. I love sweets. I love sweets so much. So I know if I buy a bag of gummy worms, it's going to get eaten. I don't have the willpower to look at the gummy worms, look at myself and be like, mm, can I let you be strong? Yes, we got this. Don't worry. I, I got it right now. No, eventually that thing's going to get eaten. I'm going to eat it. It doesn't matter how strong I am. Eventually I will devour that thing. It's the same way when it comes to our finances and everything else in our lives. If you're trying to build a habit, create the environment for that habit to become part of your life. If you want to be waking up early, you have to sacrifice and go to sleep early. You have to create the environment for your success. And that comes down to not just the things that we do for ourselves, but also our friends. This, the old saying is true. No matter how much we may want to run away from it, we are the average of our five closest friends. Because what they speak into you, you will do. 
So environment is not just the environment of where you are. It's also the environment of who you are around. So if you're around people who want to go out all the time and you're out here talking about, I want to save more money, stop lying to yourself. It won't happen because they're always going to ask you to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. Curate the environment for your success. I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with everybody. I'm just saying maybe you limit how much you interact with some people. Maybe you limit what it is that maybe, and here's a, here's a random idea. Maybe whenever your friends say, yo, I want to go hang out at this spot. You say, yo, can we just like go to my crib and like, can we just hang out there and not have to do much? Like if you know, you're trying to save money, but you know, if you go out, you definitely going to spend some money. Find alternatives, create the environment, like be, I'm not saying not to be friends with your friends, be the cause of a change in the environments you guys hang out in. Be the one that speaks up and says, ah, guys, like, can we not do that this week? Can we can we switch it up rather than like, you know, going out? Why don't we just actually spend some time in the house and play some games and talk about life and talk about goals and talk about future and talk about this, talk about that. Hanging out doesn't have to be we are going to to party somewhere. It can be as simple as, yo, man, I'm trying to learn how to cook. Y'all want to come through and learn with me? Curate the environment that, that will breed your success. Figure out what those environments are and then create it for yourself. These are the three keys to get you to form the habits that will reach the goals that you want to reach. Motivation. This is your why. The thing that will get you started and then will reignite you when things are running low. Discipline. This is how consistency, this is how you actually get to your goal. It's not enough to get motivated. Motivation gets you started, but it does not keep you going. Discipline is what is going to keep you going. And then finally, the environment you create for yourself. The environment you create for yourself. This is what will enable you to stay disciplined. The environment you create, the default circumstances. Like, because the less decisions we have to make, I like to talk about this, the better off we are. If it's an automatic thing for you that every time you're coming home from work, it's automatic that you just start driving to the gym. You don't even realize you're driving to the gym, but you do. That is the best place to be in because then you don't have to make a decision. There's no decision. The decision has already been made. If I'm trying to save money and I already put my plan in place, I've created my environment. I've removed the money from my checking account. I've put the money where it needs to be. Guess what? When my friends ask me to go out, I'm going to look at my account and say, oh, I'm on E. Sorry, yo. I don't have money. I am broke. Because you've created the environment for your success. And then it's, it's not that hard anymore when your friends ask you to do something. When you feel FOMO. Because you're like, I, I know what my goals are. And I've created the environment to be able to enable me to answer in my, in my steed. So I don't have to answer because as I've said before, the best way to manage your money is to automate all the things. The less you have to think about it, the better. Automate all the things. So curate your social media feeds. Turn off notifications that are distracted. This environment piece is so important. And it's one that most people never hear about. Create the environment that will enable you to succeed. 
create the environment that will enable you to be successful on this journey of life. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person you're just kind of like, about. And by that time, you just shared it with every single person that you know. Boy, it's been your boy, Kalechi. I'm going to hit you all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace. Whoosh.